Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never listen to the no Good evening. Look away. What are you doing? Look at me when I'm speaking to you. In 1776, the year of our Lord and Savior George Washington and his son, Thomas Jefferson, a bunch of beer-soaked hooligans in a tavern not so far, far away decided they didn't like being told what to do. What happened after that was such an incredible invention, such an incredible idea that it has shaped the modern world and possibly the foreseeable future. That was individual liberty. Well, currently, individual liberty is under attack. To those people who wish to destroy individual liberty, who wish to take our rights, suck our dicks, and our balls. Dude. All right, well, I am wearing athletic gear. Um, you never know when you might need to run, to hide, to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that every citizen should be capable and ready to stand up when their nation needs them. Now, I recently have had to stand up and do my part for this country. Am I a hero? Let's start there. Did the detectives imply that? Perhaps. Would I say that? Well, what hero would ever call themselves a hero? So I don't know. You do with that what you will. What I will say is that I was at work, earning my honest wage, and I'm driving down the street, and in the turn lane, I see a motorcycle tipped over. And many people already in this scenario wouldn't know what to do. Immediately, I start scanning the area. You know, I start looking, and uh, I see some people about 100, 100 meters walking south on uh, Hardy, and they're carrying motorcycle helmets. So immediately, you know, anyone I'm sure would have reacted the exact same way. I go, I got to go talk to these individuals. I got to figure out what's going on. I got to take control. Kicking in. You know, that's, that's kind of what the detectives hinted at. You know, I, I realized I needed to take control of this situation before it got out of hand. We got a motorcycle in the street. We got two victims, maybe perps. I don't know. So I drive up to them. I roll down the window. Hispanic male, white female. Male is about 5'8", female about 5'10", middle-aged female, I'd say. I pegged her at uh, late 20s during my ocular (laughs) pat-down. Him, I clocked in at about mid-30s, maybe late. He's a little weathered. Maybe had done some time in the clink. Who's to say? Um, so anyway, just little, just little things that you're within just, the, the uh, first ten seconds. Once you're, once you're in that guy. mode, once you're in that mode, it's like you're right on the edge of. I'm not a human anymore. I am a tool, right? Yes. So I start. I'm my senses are heightened. I can see better. I can hear better. I'm. I mean everything. It's like slow motion. I'm just reacting at this point. You're like Arnold and kick, kick, fuck, Kimendo. Exactly. So anyway, I ask them, I'm like, hey, is that, is that your bike? They're, I notice, I immediately notice that they're agitated. They're, no, no, that's not our bike. That's not our bike. I was like, well, whose bike is it? Uh, they're like, I don't know. It's some dude. He took off. 
And uh, then the woman leans over and is like, hey, can you give us a ride down the street to uh, um, Southern and Hardy? I was like, no. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at him the entire time because I'm like, these people are going to try and steal my car. Now I've went from these people aren't victims. Now these people are threats. So obviously I go into my threat assessment mode, which, you know, I'm sure everyone would have reacted the exact same way. You know, if it's that's your, your training, of course. Yeah, it's, you know, I was just right place, right time. Everyone would have acted as heroically as I did. You know, that's not, it's nothing, it's nothing for me. You know, it's, it's nothing I should brag about. It's just another day on the job of living in the USA ready to do my part. So anyway, um, they kind of start leaning towards the vehicle. So I, I drive off, roll up the window, immediately call the police. Um, because you know what? I don't like snitches. But at the same time, they just stole a bike. And if someone stole my bike, I'd be pissed. So, and I hate thieves. Oh, yeah. So, um, now, here's where, now, again, I'm not a hero, but here's where most people probably would have just left. Once I, you know, they analyzed, as I did, that this was a threat, that these people could try and steal my vehicle. But what I did was... I kept eyes on. I pulled into a parking space, kept eyes on. For people not in the know, that means that I, you know, visually kept in contact with, uh, at this point, I'm calling them perps, <laughs> right? <laughs> so right. I'm, I'm keeping visual contact on the perps. I'm on the phone with the 911 operator. I'm just listing off features. Um, I've remembered everything, stored it, immediately compartmentalized it. This is what they look like. This is what they're wearing. I'm giving it to her. She can barely keep up giving them everything they need to make this arrest. Well, then they take a left. So the, the road wasn't marked immediately. I'm swinging out. I'm driving out. I'm finding the road. I'm bracketing him, right? I'm putting him in brackets. I got Alameda on one side. I've got whatever the other road was on the other side. I don't remember because it's not useful information. I've already dumped it <laughs> to, you know, pursue other avenues of the investigation. Need to know only. Precisely. So I notice him. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Keep eyes on, eventually lose them through the underbrush. And, uh, you know, the, decided not to follow them um, just because of protocol and because I was on a delivery and they had pre-tipped. I didn't want to be pissed. <laughs> that's, that's a problem with our society at large in this capitalist bullshit country. I should have been able to do my, my citizenry, my citizen's duty, but unfortunately had to work. But, you know, that's not on me. The detective's Rent's not going down, gas isn't going down, so... Exactly, that's another thing. My car's idling, so, you know, burning that fuel, killing kids in Ukraine, basically, the longer I'm on the road. <laughs> so I got to get there, get back to the store. You know, carbon emissions. Exactly. So I'm, I'm thinking, now I've got, I've got threats here, now I'm dealing with kids in Ukraine, people are starving to death because of oil prices, mm -hmm. you know, so I got to make a quick decision, I decide to go on the delivery. You know, yeah. that's another thing. These hard times... Maybe they're hungry. Maybe I'm delivering to a baby. Maybe that baby's starving to death. I don't know. Maybe they're the ones in need. Spines America. Anything could be happening. <laughs> Maybe there's another situation there that I need to respond to. But anyway, I lose them visually. They go into some underbrush. So then uh, talk. they send an officer out. She gets all my personal information. I think that's the end of it, right? Well, throughout that day, the cops keep calling me, give me information, or they want information. Then uh, I start working with the detective. Starts calling me, starts asking me information, more detailed information. Fast forward to the next day, they're in my driveway. You wonder what I'm doing? 
I'm going to look, look at some pictures. <laughs> now, you always look at the, uh, at the movies and people that go in and there's a lineup. It's not the way we do it anymore. Now, they come to your home, they show you pictures, and, you know, I think that because of my actions in that situation, my visual compartment, compartmentalization of all those important details, I think it really helped because that officer comes up, they give me the whole spiel, um, detect- I've started calling them colleagues just because we work together. They, um, they would not have been able to solve this without you, right? Of course. Oh, no. Oh, no. Immediately. Puts it down, six faces. I clocked one immediately. It all starts coming back. You know, heart starts racing, adrenaline pumping. I'm going to have to live with that for the rest of my life, by the way. This, you think You're this was a one-off thing? It. No, it's the burden I'll carry, though, for this goddamn country and the people in it. But all right. anyway, immediately ID him. And, you know, they didn't say it, but what I gathered from the detectives as they were looking at me was... Thank you. And, you know, that's everything aside, everything I'm going to have to live with in the future, whatever we have to do, I'm sure they're going to need me for the rest of this investigation, maybe in court. Who knows what part I'll have to do. But that, that look of thank you, which they might as well have said it, that, that was everything, man. I mean, that's, that's why I do it. That's why I do my part as a citizen. You so, never know when you'll be called to serve and do your part. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to update you on that because, you know, I don't, I don't know how much time I'm going to have to put into the show here over the next couple of weeks because, I mean, like I said, I've started calling them colleagues. At this point, we've worked together for so, so long. <laughs> I mean, I'm such an important part of the investigation. I've already ID'd the, the suspect. Mm-hmm. Who knows what I'll be needed for? Maybe they'll need to bring me on. And I, what if they need to ID him right then and there in person? Well, you think that they're going to call me and send me pictures? No, I'm going in, baby boy. Maybe they, they need help hitting the house, you know? They you need never a guy know. with your set of skills. Yeah, you know? I don't know. But Maybe the I will tell the good people of South Phoenix, I'm here, and I'm willing to do what needs to be done. So, anyway, what have you been up to? Uh, nothing much. Just doing school. Uh, over the weekend, I went down to uh, California to watch one of our uh, buddies fight, so that was really, really fun. Oh, yeah. Got How to watch do? him. Oh, he had he had knocked the guy the the fuck out. So it, really? it, it was yeah a quick fight. Um, I think my my video, which is thirty minutes of it, is like nothing, and and it's like a minute and thirty seconds. Oh long. yeah, we'll find that video and we'll yeah. I don't know if we'll put it in here. I want to do a separate like a full episode with him where we interview him and yeah, and he's he's down with that. So. Yeah, there's also uh, he told me that there's. There's going to be, there was a live stream, so we should be able to find the fight. But yeah. How did he, uh, so he knocked him out. What was it? What weight class was it, by the way? Because he's a big boy. 205. Oh, okay. Which I don't think it would, would have normally been at that, but. Well, I'm trying to remember. Smaller? Definitely smaller, because he doesn't mm-hmm. walk, I mean, he walk around heavier than that, but not ridiculously heavier than that. Really? Well, he's a taller dude. He's what, 6'1", probably? I'm thinking, yeah, like five eleven, six yeah. six foot, well, six foot one. What was it uh, in that group? Where he's hands like six, five, knocked him out with hands. He's yeah, in. yeah, get, yeah. I mean, right off the bat, come he, you know was super, a, you know, level changing. Took the center right away, set the tempo, and then he he was willing to sling. It, it was a fun fight. He was willing to do everything mm-hmm. Kale told him, but also, 
you know, I was just mm-hmm. oh, he's he's just like, okay, we're like we're gonna hit. I might yeah. shoot at you to get you thinking about that, but nice. Well, how much? Um, how long was the fight? <laughs> a minute. Oh, uh, okay. So he knocked him out quick. Yeah, a minute and something. I mean, just enough. He took the cage. You know, did, did his one too, and level we'll change, and then. You know, did mm-hmm. get get inside of his hips and <coughs> push him up up against the cage, but it was very fun. Nice. I was screaming my, my head Dude, off. Dude, amateur so MMA is a little bit can be really good. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, going going to fights and stuff, and being on cards. Some of them can be really shitty, obviously, but mm-hmm. there's some really good fights because even if their skill level isn't as good, a lot of them a are willing to bang, and b they're equal skill levels. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get some really good good fights, and it's cheap. It's for anyone who hasn't seen live fights. You don't have to pe- you know spend six hundred bucks on UFC. Go go watch some live fights. It's also it, it'll mm-hmm. it'll you know put a pep in your step. You'll be like, I need to start training. I need to start learning how to use a gun. I need to start lifting weights. I need to do man shit. Like it's a good watching that kind of primal two men locked in a cage together. Yeah. I mean you know all the sexual hotness aside, it's just fun. No, but hell of a time. Yeah, uh, you just brush past that. There's gonna be someone in the. Well, someone's gonna message me and say, "Dude, what the fuck? You think MMA's gay? It's not gay, dude." <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I wanted to to talk about this lady. Um, so let me hide myself you here. And by the way, so I haven't seen you since we recorded the Cox episode, and uh, I've gotten some stuff done since then so today i wanted to keep it a little lighter um and i just wanted to talk about kind of some fun stuff um i just want to see where the time was at so i know kind of how long we're going um so woman who sold her farts now makes 5k per day selling boob sweat um she's she's attractive but she's i mean she's not not that hot of course I say that sitting here as a fat asshole. Like, obviously, I would murder my family on Christmas morning to hear her fart through a walkie-talkie, but she's, like, I wouldn't... She's not so hot where, like, people are doing weird shit, you wouldn't think, but maybe she has a good personality. Um, Not if she's selling farts. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Remember the woman who made a small fortune selling her own farts in jars? Well, you'll be delighted to know she's back. Only this time, she's flogging her boob sweat instead. We got a little video here. I'm just gonna look at it real fast. Well, it's just her. It's one of those silly TikToks where they try to act like it's about something else, but they're just oh, she's got some nice tits. <laughs> look at her tits. Yeah, she's hot as hell. Yeah, I take it back. I have a boner. Dude, look, look at her tits. Uh, in we take one. it back. She's very, very attractive. Dude, I love those little freckles on tits. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I have like, I think it's from, um, we're not going to say her name, but mm-hmm. um, an older woman who made love to me when I was but a wee high school boy. Uh, she lie. had those. Yeah, and I think it's just imprinted in my brain. I love those little tit freckles. Oh. They give tits a per, you know some personality. I see like I've dated girls before where they have like no imperfections on their tits. They're completely even, and I'm like, eh. Like I could Google these, uh, or I could Google tits, and there'd be a million just like these. I want like something to yeah. I want like, some personality to that, my like, tatas. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. Despite making bank from her grassy go- gassy goods last year, 
Steve Maddow from Connecticut, U.S. had to announce her early retirement after she was hospitalized due to the diet she'd been following. Um, the self-proclaimed fartpreneur opted for a fiber-hide diet, living off beans and eggs, which didn't go down too well with her insides and led to her experiencing chest pains caused by excessive gas. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, let's see. She was making a thousand bucks per fart jar. What do you do with it? Like, let's assume that it's still, you have this smart felt, uh, this fart smell in there. Like, do you wait until you're right about to come and then you're, crack it open like i don't like i don't even understand why you would like even from a hot girl why would you want to fart from her like i don't is it just a level of is it a level of depravity where we've gotten to a place where they're like i just want something that's been that's touched her asshole like if people just got (laughs) burnt out on too much porn and they're just like i need more personal yeah i want to be inside your intestines I don't know, because, like, it's, I am into some weird shit, like, uh, I love post-gym sex. Like, I like when a chick who's clean and hygienic is dirty and kind of stinky. Like, it turns me on, like, all those pheromones and that, you know, I'm kind of a caveman anyway. But, like, any sort of bodily fluid, like, vomit, snot, like, shit, that's, it's such an immediate turn-off to me. Like, uh... Well, my biggest turnoff's bad breath. That's the number one. But even all of this shit, literally, I, I don't get it. But anyway, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Maybe it's the same people that are buying this, or the people that buy girls' underwear. You know, like like use. Well, see that I get. It's like something that's actually them or something. But why not just buy her un- underwear? I get girls' underwear. Like that's so no, like I've been on that. deployment and had you know a girl send me underwear because it's like. It smells like pussy. So, you know, you know, it's like, it's just a little masturbation aid. That makes sense. But like, yeah. a, like you don't want, un, you know, panties that's also a girl that, that you know that you're going to like fuck too. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Um, let's see. Before you start feeling too sorry for, yeah, because I was feeling sorry for her. <laughs> Steph's made a full recovery and is now selling her boob sweat instead. Steph, who previously appeared on 90 Day Fiance, claims putting a jar together for her fans takes her just 15 minutes. With the social media influencer spending up to four hours a day lounging by her garden pool to get the desired perspiration levels. Um, if the sun is shining, she claims to be able to fill 10 bottles of sweat jars in just one day, which are then sold at $500 a pop. Um, I love sitting by the pool, but it's also hard work. Don't be fooled. Um, I also have a great set of breasts and smelling the sweat, licking the sweat would bring fans as close as they can get to them. So I guess that's kind of the thing is it's just as close as you can get to this chick. And she was famous from 90 Day Fiance. Um, How many guys are watching 90 Day uh, Fiance, though? Like, dude, we live in a simp culture. I'm sure that there are a lot of dudes that just watch that, The Bachelorette, and just to watch dumb, drunken whores. But... I don't know. That's uh, what's 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 more interesting than the dudes. I get the dudes because guys are freaks. We're disgusting monsters. (laughs) But what I don't get is like what happened to our culture where now women are like not I'm not going to be a prostitute. I'm going to go so far beyond that. Like we think that we're so civilized compared to like the Wild West when chicks would be at the top of the saloon. But we're literally beyond that. Like chicks above the saloon, they weren't like shitting in cups and selling them down at the bar to gunslingers. 
you know, they just come in, get some pussy, and go on about their day. Um, but now they we're to the point where proper. Yeah, we're pushing the edge. Like what what is a frontier besides farts and sweat? Like what now it's gonna be what? Shit. I haven't brushed my teeth for a week and I'm gonna spit in a jar and yeah. you can get like that? Like you can't get much more disgusting. And it, if you're at that point where that turns you on as well, like take a break from porn. Don't beat off for a while. Mm-hmm. I've done that where like I've got beating off just becomes kind of a chore where you're just sitting there just stroking your half hard dick and then you're like just blow your load. But mm-hmm. so uh, you yeah, I, like a tolerance break, you know? Yeah. And then lo and behold, three days later, it doesn't take long. I'm sitting there thinking about my friend's moms in high schools with a rock hard coconut <laughs> smasher shooting ropes across my bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do, what do you think about this? Where do you beat off? I almost exclusively beat off while I'm taking a shit. In a shit or in my bed, but yeah, those two, I guess. I, I Actually, I probably in my bed more than anything, I guess. Do you do Pro- it post? Like, probably shitting too, though. Do you do it after you shower and then you clean up and you like go to bed or do you like... No. Because see, I'll do it sometimes in the bed. Well, I feel gross. I'll come in and I'm like, I'm going to take a shower. So I'll get naked to take a shower and then yeah. I'll lay on my bed blow my load all over myself like a disgusting hippo and then I waddle over to the shower and then just cleanse myself. Mm-hmm. But then that gets gross because you just have your sweaty ass on your bed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it also you know varies throughout the day as well. But yeah. some days, you know, if you know you want to fuck anything that like moves and some days you're just busy. Where's the craziest place you've ever beat off? Hmm. I mean, everyone's beat off in a port of shit or I, so shit. I mean, I've beat it off on post when, like, Jordan was asleep or someone was asleep. <clears throat> yeah, just to stay awake. <laughs> yeah. I've So the two, I guess, that the come to mind were once on a loaded seven-ton full of Marines, they dared me that I couldn't beat off. And <laughs> I was at the back over by the cab of the seven-ton <clears throat> full of Marines on our way back from the field op. And I turned away, so I didn't, they weren't like watching me beat my dick, like aside from the people right there. But I did, I had verifiers, I, you know, beat off, and then they looked and saw the cum. But I, so I beat off there just because they didn't think I could. And I was like, are you kidding me? I could get off anywhere. <laughs> and then another one Is that a was, yeah, we had this, um, I can't say where it was because it was on deployment, but it was northern Iraq. And we had this position that was overlooking an area that we were, you know, monitoring that area and people do rotations up there. Um, and I just snuck off because I'm a horny bastard. And uh, when it wasn't my shift, I was just sitting literally on the where people went to go take shits on the side of this mountain in Kurdistan, northern Iraq. I just looked left, looked right. Nobody was looking. So I was squatting in between these two little boulders like I was taking a shit. And I just <laughs> just all off memory. Hey. Dude, sometimes, sometimes you, you gotta, gotta go. take care of yourself and you know that's some hormones self-love. so you don't cut someone's throat. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so enough on that. The next one. Um, this is interesting because I just watched the movie Mimic the other day, and uh, have you ever seen Mimic? That's is that one where this creature late- has two people raise a kid? What? No, no, it's uh, the one where there's this virus that's killing kids. It was oh. released in 1998. 
Um, there's a bunch of them, but the first one was 1998. And um, basically this virus that's tra transported by cockroaches is killing children. So what they do is they genetically design these bugs that uh, are go through, kill all the cockroaches, and then they're supposed to be sterile. Um, well, then they basically, one of them isn't sterile, and then they start reproducing, and then now you have A, giant bugs, and then they start to mimic humans and their environment, so you have giant bugs that are acting like humans and wearing clothes and shit. It's pretty trippy, but it's a good movie. All and just right. shows science run amok. You never, I can't believe you've never seen that. Mm -mm, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, so scientists shocked after their gene editing experiment turns hamster hyper-aggressive. Um, scientists have made <laughs> the horrifying discovery that if you gene hack hamsters, they turn into aggressive furry balls of fury. Um, who knew that mucking around with the course of nature could have such extreme side effects? Uh, researchers at Georgia, State's Un Georgia State University have released a breakdown of their hamster experiments and included what could be the scientific understatement of the year. The statement reads, The research of gene-edited hamsters for studies of social neuroscience has found that the biology behind social behavior may be more complex than previously thought. The researchers, led by Professor of Neuroscience H. Elliot Albers, hypothesized that by altering a certain pathway in hamsters' brains called vasopressin, the hamsters' behavior would change for the better. They thought the hamsters would be more harmonious. They were wrong. According to Dr. Albers, vasopressin and the receptor that it works with regulate social interactions. We were really surprised at the results, Dr. Albers said. We anticipated that if we eliminated vasopressin activity, we could reduce both aggression and social communication, but the opposite happened. The study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science found that if the AVPR1A receptor was knocked out and therefore eliminated vasopressin from impacting on the receptor, the hamsters would react in unexpected ways. The study found that hamsters without the receptor showed much higher levels of social communication when compared to other hamsters with intact receptors. receptors. Um, it also broke down typical sex differences between male and female hamsters. In other words, the hamsters became aggressive to each other regardless of sex. This suggests a startling conclusion that even though we know that vasopressin increases social behaviors by acting within a number of brain regions, it is possible that the more global effects of the AVPR1A receptor are inhibitory, Dr. Albers said. Um, let's see, if that last bit made your brain hurt, Dr. Albers broke it down further. We don't understand this system as well as we thought we did. The counterintuitive foundings tell us we need to start thinking about the actions of these receptors across entire circuits of the brain, not just in specific brain regions. Um, so I thought that was interesting because you know if they're doing these experiments on animals, they're going to start doing them on humans. They kind of already do a lot of weird shit with humans. There and is no way in China that this is not happening. Like, oh, I just yeah. will never, ever believe that. Yeah, somewhere. there's a lot of Uyghur Muslims <laughs> getting strapped up. Unless, oh, we do a hamster experiment <laughs> on you. Oh, you're not good. Oh, we make your brain very harmonious. <laughs> and so, this, you know. That's horrible, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to say you now. You're not part oh. of Chinese Communist Party. Oh, we got in your brain. But um, for the greater good, yeah, for the greater good. Um, no, you know they're going to start doing it on humans, and like the study showed, there are going to be so many un. There's so much we don't know about the brain. There's going to be a ton that people are not going to be expecting to happen, and as always, the stuff's going to get weaponized. So I'm just picturing like 
instead of a COVID where people die, like mass human rabies and shit like that. Like what, what is that like a reality where people are, you know, have you ever seen the movie, the crazies? I have not. Uh, well, it's basically there's some some big company is like polluting the area, and these people start to get really aggressive and violent, and uh, the entire town basically goes crazy and tears itself apart. And um, you know, I I watched it because I thought it was gonna be a zombie movie, but it's kind of like a realistic version of what zombies would be like. So. That terrifies the shit out of me. I don't know why we're doing that. I don't think there's any need. I think that everyone just live with the brain God mm-hmm. gave you and, uh, you know, take antidepressants like a normal person if you don't feel happy. So no knurling for you. You'll just try fentanyl. No. Oh, God. That's another thing. You have, A, the possibility of people not on Neuralink to go crazy, and then you have people on Neuralink just getting controlled like puppets. Dude, it's going to be a weird world. In the future. Yeah. People keep talking about no middle class or, you know, and it's like, well, is that because of no money or because everyone has supercomputers <laughs> in their heads? Like, I'm not yeah. sure. It's because everyone has, you know, had their like brain genetically modified and I did it, you know? Like. Yeah. Well, how long until they also start trying to change people's behavior? Like they go in and let's say they have a, someone who's committed a bunch of violent felonies or domestic violence charges and they're going to be like, because I was watching um, an episode of the Orville the other day, and on this new planet, they basically, you had up a social credit score, and then if it went too low, they corrected you, basically lobotomized you, and fixed the behavior. How long until they're doing this research, they're figuring out areas of the brain that are doing things, and then they go in with something like Neuralink or even chemicals, and they start, you know, we're going to change, we're going to target the areas that are creating this behavior, we're going to change it. What does that look like? Like, what are the implications of that even beyond just, like, correcting, you know, criminals and stuff? Being preemptive with that type of stuff. If, if they're able to, like, look into all this and truly understand it and figure it all out. We know out, who could be a problem for the state. <laughs> no one needs to have these, you know, be this aggressive or be this okay of violence Isn't to be part of a modern society. Aggressive? Isn't it aggressive? Yeah. And we what's crazy be, is, you know, disciplined and do exactly what you're told. Yeah. And Neuralink's a choice. Yeah, Neuralink's a choice, but what's scary about this is they could dump it in a water supply. They could put it in food. They could do this to people's brains, target areas of the brain, and affect them en masse without anyone even knowing. So that type of shit that they're even studying it terrifies me because whenever someone's studying something from good, there's plenty of people studying it for bad. Mm All righty. Let's talk about... Some people want to turn nuclear power into power. Others want to turn it into bombs. Yep. You know? Mm -hmm. How are you spending your newfound freedom post-COVID? Are you getting out there and sowing some wild oats? I bet you are. Well, if you're like me and millions of others, you couldn't wait for the lockdowns to end so that you could go out and live the American dream that is overpaying for drinks on a rooftop bar while waiting for that inevitable moment when you'd get just drunk enough to let some dirtbag gyrate on top of you in the back of his mom's car in the parking lot so you can, for a brief moment, attempt to fill that endless chasm of sorrow that has become your life. As his hairy chest drips onto your rented dress, you avert your eyes and look into his... What you see is a monstrosity, a true horror in every sense of the word. What was supposed to fill the void by filling you now looks like Kevin Spacey with a mullet and AIDS. Frankly, you aren't the only one disgusted. 
Every time the headlights of a passing vehicle show your post-lockdown face, greasy and flabby against the polyester seat cover, your partner is reminded that he is going to die alone. And to be honest, when he gazes upon your face in this moment, that doesn't seem all that bad. It goes without saying that you both, at the end, power on for a couple minutes until you fake orgasms, exchange fake numbers, and drive home face-fucking a 20-piece McNuggets, half-drunk, feeling dirty and worse than before. If this has been your reality before, forget about it! Forget about it is a breathable polypreen mask that is completely out, made out of recyclable materials. Never again will the sweaty, disgusting mug of a bar crawl hookup keep you or your partner from climax. Alex, you say, put a bag over their head. It's cheaper. Fuck that cruel nonsense. Forget about it is a classy way to conceal the undesirable features of a late night bang while also giving them the respect and decency they deserve. Each mask has a built-in photo slot so that your hookup could be anybody. Is your partner this evening a little hefty in the midsection? Forget about it! Every forget about it mask also comes with a stretchable and cooling garter belt to conceal even the most gelatinous of torsos to keep you coming until the morning. 14 months apart listeners get 20% off with the promo code. 14 months apart. Again, that promo code is 14 months apart for 20% off. Ready to fuck but scared of the disease-ridden filth trolling the night post-COVID? Forget about it and start getting your rocks off the day. Alrighty. Uh, speaking of nuclear, uh, all this energy stuff, um, and everyone hating Tesla now, all these people are talking about selling the gas shortages. I, I drove, it doesn't bother me cause I drove past all the gas stations in my Tesla or the people that are selling their Teslas because of Elon Musk. I'm like, this whole thing is such a sham. Like the, the play uh, global issue, like global climate change is such a privileged issue to worry about these people who because you know I, I care about being a good steward of the planet i think the planet is changing and we have something to do with it and we should you know pay attention to this stuff but the people who are just so dogmatic about it to where like this is their their thing this is their hill to die on it's such a privileged position and they don't even realize it mm-hmm. and it's it's very annoying when Again, if you live in, I just driving to like Cali, and then I drove to New Mexico just you know a month before then, right? <clears throat> just for your average Joe that only has one vehicle too, because I keep hearing the saying of oh pe- people you know need they're like next car needs to be a- electric or something like that, mm-hmm. dude. Who like has a couple different cars? You know, like unless you're doing pretty pretty like well, also, well for yourself. All those electric you know? cars like, get powered by coal plants <laughs> yeah, and natural gas plants and people don't think about the and that, that the, is more efficient obviously yeah they also don't think about the the mining that goes on to get these batteries for these cars like it's not if you care about climate change there's a lot of different things that you can care about like cruise ships and cargo ships make up like 80 percent of the whatever 10 gigatons of carbon that humans emit every year but nobody cares about that. Just make every single ship nuclear and then focus on, you know, the the solutions for getting rid of nuclear waste and stuff in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dumping it in third world countries or launching <laughs> it into space the American way. <laughs> Just look, sling it into orbit. <laughs> but, um, no, like, there's so many practical solutions to help with climate change. And... Yeah. People just don't care because it's just it's just fashion. They don't actually don't care. care. And it's like 
because they also won't talk about how 90% of the pollution in the ocean comes from seven rivers and India and Asia. They don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. China's numbers exploding for, for the next few like decades and they're owning it and don't even care, you know, like, yeah. It's just, I don't, it's just a useful tool, just like paying off, you know, student debt's a useful tool to people in power. Yeah. It's, it, it's all part of the, you know, whatever re- religion this is. It's just short-term you know, ter- short fashionable solutions that, and at the end of the day, it all comes down to a small group of people somewhere gaining power through votes, through money, through grants, through whatever. And then, unfortunately, the majority of humans are fucking retards. And they just go, my team, my team think this. We have to save the environment. We need to get rid of gas cars now. It's like there's no nuance in anyone's brains anymore. Yeah. Um, All right. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do you have anything else? Oh, no. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Final article here that I wanted to cover. Um, So (laughs) speaking of other countries that are just as good as America and just as advanced. Um, I thought this article was fake, but I looked more into it. It's real. Um, so sheep sentenced to three years in jail after being convicted of killing a woman. Um, there's, there's the sheep there. Um, there's a photo of it. You know, he does look, well, first off, he looks like he's starving. Second off, I don't, yeah, that looks like I can see it. You know, when, I learned this the other day when I was, um, you know, doing my, you know, people would say heroic acts. I'd say my duty, just my job um, as a citizen. Um, But you kind of pick up on, you know, when people, there's something off. This isn't a a quote unquote good person. Um, And I can definitely, this goat has murder in its eyes. That's what I'll say on this. Um, That's your training and experience talking to. So, yeah. Yeah, and just kind of without a, a doubt, and you know, just an intuition that I didn't even realize I had until you know those life-changing events yesterday. Not just life-changing for me, but for all of the people that I saved. But uh, a sheep has been sentenced to jail for three years after he was found guilty of killing a woman. The ram was taken into police custody in South Sudan earlier this month after it attacked Adhiu Chaping, forty-five. She later died as a result of her injuries. Um, the police were asked some questions about it, and they said, our role as police is to provide safety and separate fights. The ram was apprehended and currently is under contro- under custody at a police station in Malang Agakpayam. Um, let's see. Major Maber explained why the ram was arrested for his actions. The owner is innocent, and the ram is the one who perpetrated the crime, so it deserves to be arrested. Then later on... Wait. So it deserves to be arrested. Then later on, the case shall be forwarded to the customary court where the case can be handled, hand, handed or handled amicably. I think there's a typo there in this article. Um, although I don't know why I'm reading it like me. I should do it uh, the way it actually was. The owner is innocent and the <laughs> ram is the one who perpetrated the crime. So it deserves to be arrested. Then later on, the case shall be forwarded to the customary court where the case can be handed amicably. <clears throat> anyway. Very accurate translation there. Yeah. A little joke by the writer here. It is unknown if the animal has expressed remorse for his crime. <laughs> God, I hate I hate corny writers. Who's this? Rochelle Lang. Ugh. Rochelle. Is that a male or female? It sounds female, right? It's female, yeah. Oh, 
That is an awful, awful joke. That is as corny and tacky as you can get. Um, anyway, uh, a local court also ruled that the owner of the ram, Doyong Menyang Dal, will have to hand over five cows to the victim's family as compensation. Court administrators Paul Ad Hong Majak told the Ghana Wish, the ram's owner and the victim's family are related and neighbors. Well, that's good. At least they can solve it in-house, you know. Apparently, these disputes, uh, while it might might be an odd cause of death, at Hu Cheping is not the first person to fall victim to malevolent sheep. So this seems like they got a good system down in this part of the world. What's the over sort of situation? On that that ram's surviving its first day out of prison at their house. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, and I'm not saying anything negative about the beautiful and rich culture of South Sudan, but I will say. I imagine that animals, if it's anything like the other regions around this region that I've been to, that goat is going <laughs> to be somebody's girlfriend in that police station very quickly. <laughs> it actually might be a communal whore. <laughs> so let's be honest. that Whether it lives through that or not, it probably will be begging to die. And if not, it's not going to be the same goat that it went in there as, or the same ram. <laughs> Fitting name, Ram, for what's about to happen to that in Sudan. What's the city's name? Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Ram of Maling Agok Payam. But I just thought that was funny. It's, man, if you've never been anywhere, like if you're uh, one of these people who hates America, and look, I, I get it. There's a lot of issues in the world. I do care, but man, the rest of the world is very different from America, and particularly like uh, the continent of Africa, many places in the Middle East. That's yet like I don't know. The, there's a great book, Gun Germs and Steel, by uh, Jared Diamond that talks about all this. You know, to kind of dispel those racist ideas that like, oh, it's just because they're unevolved and stuff like that. But it is just like, man, come on, guys. It's you had like you're arresting rams and then like the recommend the family's paying in goats still like how are we how is this your legal system in 2022 and in a place that has like newspaper like this isn't a war torn third country per se like this is Sudan uh, yeah, yeah like it has issues Civil, yeah but that's just in parts I guess yeah well my point is like they have a police yeah. force they have like yeah. and it's just like what the hell um. But that just makes me grateful to live in America, despite, as I was talking to Jordan yesterday, and uh, he was talking about how he he looks at the issues in America, especially related to, like, race and stuff, because I was kind of asking him more specifically about that. And uh, he's like, man, you zoom out and you look at the rest of the world, and it's like, these are very small problems in comparison to the rest of the world. And, yeah, you look at even, maybe it's just because, We've been all over the world, especially to the shitholes working for the government. Um, and, yeah, I'll call them shitholes. There's, you know, there's not racist to say that certain places are shitholes. And that's an accurate description. Yeah. They're and trying it's to just, eat and drink and... Yeah. So I look at articles survive. like this and then I just... My mind goes on like a little mental journey where I think about what it's like to be there and to live there. And I'm just like, man, I'm so grateful to be here. Even for just the little things like air conditioning... I mean, 70% of the world doesn't have air conditioning. And I'm just like, that. my life is made 65% better by air conditioning. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll sit in the parking lot somewhere and just leave my car on my way for something <laughs> while it's on, you know? Like, air conditioning, oh, my goodness. It makes my life 99% better. Dude, I like the power. I love air conditioning. I yeah, love dude. it. Someone, yeah, someone runs into a light pole and the power goes out for three hours and I'm just sitting in here just like, I hope they're fucking dead. Yep. Yep. I hope they got launched through the windshield and I hope all their skin was scraped off on the street because I have to sit desk. here in a 75 degree house. <laughs> my, yeah, this like unfair play against me. <laughs> yeah. It's hot, you know? It's like, oh, me and Jordan at our last struggles. place, you know? <laughs> And we've all lived about air conditioning for serious periods of time in places it's way hotter where you're yeah. just sweating through your clothes trying to sleep all the time. And then it's like you just get back to being comfortable. And then it's like one day and you're like, I swear to like the apartment people. It's like if like you guys have to get here someone here tomorrow. We, we cannot live here like this. You know, and it's dude, like, I make a big it's deal out of it. Three degrees. And you're like, no, I, I can't live here. If someone doesn't have Charmin Ultra Strong at their house, I'm upset about it. I yeah. caught myself the other day having to take a shit. I was just like, they had this shitty single ply cheap toilet paper. I was just like, Ugh, I'm not I just, like did the whole thing where you just like you're starting to roll it up and then you're just like, oh, just throw it away. Like, oh, yep. I'm not even gonna do. It. No, I'm just gonna go to the house. And I was just like thinking about it later. I'm like, God damn, I have gotten spoiled, <laughs> and it happens. That's the problem, you know. The uh, God, I can't remember his name, but one of the you know famous. Russian generals from over too, you know, uh, mm -hmm. comfort does not make good soldiers and he's not wrong, you know, and, and it's right now, <laughs> again, like it can be 69 on my house all the time. I can order Domino's and just <laughs> have Charmin and be completely comfortable as long as I oh, want to pay for ordering it. food. You know, that's like, another thing. Ordering food. It's like <laughs> the, when I wake up and I'm like, I want ice cream. Because yesterday I was, uh, I sat after the gym in the ice cream aisle for an embarrassing long time. It's battling right with myself <laughs> and i didn't but then later that night i was still like oh, i want some ice cream you know what i i deserve ice cream especially after all of my heroic acts but i want to look <laughs> good when i get a key to the city and all that so i'm just gonna you the know, city owes you i've been really cream. good on my yeah i've been really good on my uh diet but yeah i was sitting there and i was like uh i don't want to go get ice cream and then I, I pulled up uh uber eats and doordash and i was looking and it's like 45 minute wait time and I'm like, ugh, but I'll be, I won't want ice cream when they get here. <laughs> <laughs> like getting food delivered has just added to the bitchiness of the culture and it's turning me into a little cunt, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if they forget I, my ranch when I order pizza, I'm furious. I'll throw the pizza in the garbage, like angrily just throw it out in the front yard like a lunatic. I might not be that level, but when they forget my cheese and peppers, you're just like, well, my pizza sour doesn't cream? taste good now. If, you know, like if my, they forget uh, the sour to add sour cream to my food, I would, I'll rather light it on fire. I'll get more enjoyment out of it than eating Mexican food without sour cream is a complete waste of everyone's time involved. Yeah. And that's hilarious because they don't use sour cream in Mexico because most of it doesn't have power. Mm -hmm. <laughs> pizza peppers. I don't know. First we're, world we're, problems. We are, yeah, I'm happy to have problems. them, but God, that puts I it in perspective. Play, you know? Yeah. That's why the fat people that want the Civil War to happen, it's like, do you, <laughs> do you, do you like going in and out? I fucking do. Like, yeah. You know, like, God, I you, like ghosts. I, I like sushi. Like, yeah. I like barbecue. Guess what? Like, yeah. And it's like, but the thing is, you also, you, you don't want to get caught in that. Cause I've started to realize, so, like, I need to, 
do some harder things other than just like work out and stuff like that. I need to like go out into the wilderness and start hiking and stuff. Cause I need to be, I noticed like when I started to think about it, I'm starting to get, you know, comfortable and weak in the sense mm-hmm. of like, it would be, I wouldn't be able just to go outside and live and it'd be no big deal. Like when you're in the military, you just, mm-hmm. okay, we're outside this week. No big deal. Okay, it's 120 degrees at 9 o'clock at night, so I'm going to sleep naked on my isomat. <laughs> now it's like it would yeah. be this huge hullabaloo, and I don't like living like that. It's the same reason I started working out and, you know, when I, you know, get back into Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu is because I don't like feeling like a – I don't like feeling weak, and I notice that I feel – like I know now that I'm, I'm – I've gotten to a point where I'm soft. I don't like that. I also don't want to go – I hate the obnoxious people like – well, I don't hate him. I like him, but like uh, Jocko Willink, where it's just like, wake up, headbutt down a door every day. Yeah, don't you see a piece of cake? You punch yourself in the dick if you even smell it. Like, all right, come on. That's that's. I don't want to live life like that. Life is finite, and uh, I want to enjoy it. But at the same time, I don't want to just be you know. A, I don't want to get soft. I want to be a man, and at least you know somewhat capable which you know i'd adjust immediately if i had to live outside a couple days of being annoyed and then i'd be you know Mm -hmm. it's just that's ingrained even the way we you know grew up no big deal but i don't i don't like that it's it would be a thing now because for the first time i've gotten comfortable i feel like the like last camp i got in when it was snowing it was cold you know and we're we're Mm -hmm. out there and it's like should be fine it's not even that cold it's just under freezing Mm -hmm. even it's like Man, like, you know, I like I'm not coming back here with, you know, with without this coat. And of course, I did go by the like heavier coat. And it's like, I'm not even uncomfortable. It's just that slight bit like, oh, this is not as fun as it could be. Oh, yeah. I was going to check the mail, you know, a few months ago and it was, you know, kind (laughs) of chilly at night. Not really that chilly. And I turned away. It's maybe 200 meters to my mailbox and I walked out in shorts and a T-shirt. And like halfway, I turned around because I'm like, oh, it's kind of chilly. Not like super cold, but like, And I was just thinking of all those mornings, even simple shit like that in the Marine Corps where you're just in green on green, you know, shorts and a T-shirt, and you're just sitting out there in formation, and it's fucking cold, and you're, ooh. Right, gun leaders, we'd create penguin huddles because we'd be out there for an hour at four in the morning, and it's freezing cold in Pendleton, that ocean breeze is coming over. And, uh, yeah, just sitting out there just in a group. just, (laughs) And you just do it. Yeah, and you're used to it. But... It's also when you have to do something that makes it a little bit easier. I've, I've noticed, like, I die at 10th Planet, too, right? And or actually, I can't even – I get up, run to the bathroom, throw up. But it's like until you hit that point, because you have to, you're like, you can just mm-hmm. kind of keep going. And then when you, you go and go hiking, even just, like, going five miles with some weight in your back, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. This used to be, like, so easy. But now, but now it's like it's not being fun after the, the first two miles – yeah, dude. And it's I like this is a baby hike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> but, dude, I have a. Speaking of hiking, I'll have him on the show when he's finished. He's gonna end up on the border of Colorado and Montana. But um, I don't know if you remember Bailey from the Marine Corps. Um, he's hiking. I believe it's the. Yeah, my phone's up there. I believe it's the Appalachian Trail. It might not, cause it goes. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Yeah, no. Where's um? Now, so I'll figure out what hike he's doing, but it's like a th- three to six month hike. 
that he's doing where he just That's saved badass. up for it, bought his stuff. He just recently had to go um, to the doctor because he was throwing up for a week because he's been drinking out of troughs and swamps and shit. But I want to do something like that. Um, but he's that's going to be very interesting to talk to. He when he gets service, he hits me up. So I was talking to him today, and he uh, he said he wants to come on the show because he's. Uh, but that's a that's like those people who walk across the United States, and it takes a year. Like, I think that'd be cool. But I think like an actual like three to six month hike would be cooler, mm-hmm. or like uh, what Sebastian Younger did, where he just went across the old railroad tracks and just followed them all across the U.S. I think that was oh, pretty that'd be cool. cool. Yeah, I don't think he went across the entire U.S., but he wrote a book about it, um, Freedom, I think. So that'd be. I, I'd like to do something like that. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, it's just a matter of Wouldn't you know have, uh, money. Yeah, one of Brandon's seniors, who's my seniors buddy, um, from from about three four, he does like mountaineering. When he teaches all that stuff, but then I mean, that's all he does in America, and it'd be. Mountaineering, like uh, like he do like big climbs and stuff. Yeah, big climbs, big hikes, repel down, big hikes. All of, see, I wanted that to. Type I looked stuff up. Is, um, all it's about, about sixty thousand to climb Everest, and you have to do a bunch of other climbs. But I went through a phase where I was like, I want to be a mountain climber. But the problem is, it has to take up your entire life, and it's a lot of money. Yeah, that's ex- some expensive gear, and to be able to do everything that he wants to like do and, and or that he does do he is mm-hmm. he, he like teaches the, the, the stuff now but it's like would he give a that's discount? a lot of time <laughs> yeah if you went to oregon i'm sure hell yeah but real fast yeah sorry go ahead he's uh he's i'll have to introduce it to uh you when yeah he let's bring him on the show because he's super cool with all that stuff man yeah super knowledgeable as long as he's cool with uh holocaust jokes and dick jokes <laughs> yeah. he should be able to get he get hates, through this show he hates all all the politicians so oh that's good that's our uh, our stance yep um i just i was looking at some articles that are popping up on the the news feed and uh this one came up the uncovering of enigmatic fossils in the earth's deepest hole led to its ceiling uh, i'm gonna read more on this but first i'm gonna look up what enigmatic means because I don't think I've ever heard that word, and I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, difficult to interpret or understand. Mysterious. Okay. Um, let's see. Deep adventure, adventures into the depths. God damn it, computer work. There's a peninsula in Russia situated in the enormous country, isolated northwest regions, where a crew of scientists have been endlessly burrowing down into the middle of our planet for decades. This plummeting... Uh, Borchlow's depth goes on for more than 40,000 feet, but their intrepid dig would suddenly come to an abrupt end when a startling discovery led to the team needing to frantically seal the huge hole up forever. Um, they ran into something so terrifying that they were forced to abandon their many hard years of work in an instant. Um, and this article is by flights10.com, so I don't know how accurate, accurate this is, but um, let's see. Oh, God, it's one of those ones where you have to click next. Um, human curiosity. People have been digging deep into dirt since we discovered it. I don't care. Um, okay, we might not stick on this. I may look it up. That's cool, though. I'm just going to type in uh, Russians find fossils seal deep hole. Let's see what pops up. The deepest hole on Earth was sealed after finding a fossil that is 2 billion years old. Um, rating mixture about this rating was 
what's true, the Colid Super Deep Borehole, a Sylvia engineering project that occurred in the late 1960s to 1990s, is the deepest artificially created hole on Earth. Um, ooh, there may be a picture of it. This is on Snopes. Um, I keep getting ads for the Northman. Have you seen that? I have not, but it's on I've Peacock. And I'm kind of I don't get super into the Viking stuff because it's, I don't know how much of it is accurate. You know, like I, uh, my roommate, his father is a um, archaeologist, and he actually kind of got disowned. I'm going to talk to him at some point. But he got disowned from Danish academia because he kind of went through and disproved a lot of the stuff and. You know, the Danes don't like that. They like their rich history of, we were Vikings, and we were large and wonderful, and we had these wonderful societies. <laughs> and it turns out a lot of that actually wasn't true. Um, but I don't want to – I'm going to talk to him more about that. Um, Even their rating, almost all of it was soft targets anyways. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's not like they were great warriors. Yeah, they, they, they were, were great. Ra- they were great raiders. Well, they were also super high. Um, let's see. So the Cola Super Deep Hole, blah, blah, blah. Some of the rocks they drilled through contain ancient fossil plankton. What's false? However, the project's termination had nothing to do with the fossils and everything to do with the fact that it became too hot to drill any deeper. Okay, so that's that's fake. It wasn't because of the the um, fossils. But that's actually really interesting that they got so deep that it got too hot to drill. That's kind of fucking cool. How far does that have to be? Jeez. Well, I said it was 40,000 feet was the depth of the hole. I mean, it's pretty fucking deep yeah um that's impressive yeah um let's see i'm just flipping through these to see if there's anything interesting uh biden pushes voters to poll for gun control and abortion in a rare tv interview i don't that guy's an idiot first off he he talking about nine mil will blow your lung out uh, you always told me and you said it when uh, we were teaching the girls how to shoot more you than me um, that you're just throwing knives yep. with a nine mil. Yeah, it's. I mean, people say that uh, intermediate cartridge like five five six or the AK seven sixty by thirty nine is not powerful enough, and it's like four pistol rounds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, handguns are not. A, I mean, they're small, so you can carry them around and stuff, but they're not effective defensive tools. Yeah, These Sweden's prepared to defend tools. a little island, as if anyone cares. Sweden, get fucked. They. They love being neutral and superior to us silly Americans who saw guns right up until this happens and they're actually a little bit scared and then they're like, oh no, we must, uh, we must arm ourselves. Uh, we would also like to be part of NATO, please. <laughs> so I don't even know if that's a Swedish accent. I don't care. That's a stupid country. Um, and that's why we should pull out an NATO. Yeah. Make NASA's new powerful space telescope gets hit by a larger than expected micrometeoroid. Well, that's not good. I was really excited about seeing that thing. Um, girl almost dies during mid-flight allergic reaction after passenger refuses to stop eating nuts. So I guess Ricky Gervais was on a flight. Um, Should have brought my own nuts. Yeah. Got so many of these articles. I go to the, this news feed just to see, like, what it shows. 90% of them are just um, clickbait. It's It's insane, like, the... Is every one of our episodes, or uh, we're just not the, um, yeah. is like every one of our episodes gonna have like funny ones in it for the most part too? So like every one. I'd like to. I'm. We're still kind of figuring it out, but I like the, the articles are funny and. 
Yeah, it would help if uh, people would leave some goddamn comments or something like that so that we could get some idea about, you know, the direction people want us to go. But I would like to, I don't want to just continue being a, uh, I'll stop this recording, or the Zoom recording. I don't want to just be politics. I don't want to just be funny stuff. Like, I don't want to box ourselves in, but, mm -hmm. and we guess kind of never did a, a bio or anything. I mean, so we're both Marine Corps veterans. Um, so we have a lot of information, you know, that's relative to the world and stuff like that, foreign policy. We also grew up really poor in the South. So we have that sort of angle. Dirty, dirty South. Dirty, dirty South. Yeah. And uh, now, like we're both in school. I just graduated with my undergrad. I'm now a grad student, you know, studied Arabic and political science. Now I'm studying political psychology um, and international politics. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be a doctorate student. Um, so it's like, you know, we're in a weird place where we're qualified, to, you know, quote unquote qualified, but like we know we have a, a wide range of things we can talk about. And then, you know, I also don't want it all to be serious. So there's, you know, I'd like to do some more funny stuff. I also like the interviews. I want to do, I would love to get a ton of interviews of just people from all over the place, like people that do all sorts of jobs, just like working men and women. I think that's super fascinating. I like the idea of telling a bunch of veteran stories and doing like a forgotten soldier segment. We've got like some people like, uh, you know, Gunny Williams, Bronze Star recipient, who's going to come on at some point. Um, Gunny. Yeah. Well, now he's, he's out now. He retired. But there's so many, you know, different directions we can go. Right now, I think we're just kind of figuring it out. We're only, you know, eight episodes, seven episodes deep, unless you include the bonus episodes. So... I don't know. I mean, no one's even really watching at this point. It's just a few people. So I saw that we have a couple listeners in the Philippines and the UK. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. But uh, Interesting. I'll have to see you. Yeah. Yeah, it would help if people would uh, either email uh, LLC at gmail.com to give some feedback or anything they like or dislike. And uh, also, obviously, on YouTube, you can comment. I don't like doing the whole – I refuse to do the whole – shilling for likes and subscribes like make sure you like and subscribe i'm not gonna do that i don't care if what like, happens i'm not gonna do that if you like it like it i don't give a fuck if you want to subscribe subscribe if not then you don't want to see this stuff or hear this stuff and get notified um and then i mean obviously we're not anywhere near big enough to have sponsors so uh, I'm Go just going to keep doing the fake ad reads because those are fun, and I hope that people like them. Maybe I think that priest one may have been a bit aggressive for some people, but they're not going to get any lighter. I can tell you <laughs> that right now. I'm working on one right now that will probably be clipped. I got three that I'm working on right now that I'm going to try to have done to clip into the next couple episodes. But anyway, I think um, we kind of hit everything I wanted to cover. Um, we've been going... Um, right at about an hour so a good short episode i just wanted to catch up with you wanted to get you know sit down and talk with you again and tell you about uh you know my my epic adventures of the last couple of days C catch up on a couple of these uh you know sillier articles i wanted to get through um but here soon we're gonna be talking to abby who is a aerospace engineer uh pretty interesting guy gonna talk to some guys who are active duty military about the state of the military. Um, and we got some other stuff going on. Going to try and do some history sort of stuff here soon. And uh, also 
maybe a little bit of sports stuff in the future. But for right now, you got anything? I'm pretty much set. Seemed like a pretty good episode. All right. Well, to anyone who's stuck around this long, we appreciate it. And fuck off. Every day that I wake up, I wake up in a nightmare. Every day that I wake up, I can never see quite clear. When I look at my surroundings, and everybody still doubts me. I want to live to hear a crowd sing. All my lyrics so loudly. I miss the time.